pray for the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. We worship you. You are our all in all. And Lord, even as I come to present your word and truth to your people, I pray that you would use me as a vessel. Use me as a vessel, Jesus, because I am nothing without you. But your word says that I can do all things. We can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So Lord, I pray that let there be nothing of Polycarp and everything about you. You are worthy. You are holy. You are righteous. In Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is for me to be here. God has been good. God has been wonderful to me. Yes, on the on the thirteenth, on the on the thirteenth of this month, on the thirteenth of this month, uh, my wife gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Yeah, called Shalom. Shalom. Yeah, Shalom is her name, which means peace. Yes, and the Lord has done everything in His power. To see that peace reigns, that peace reigns in my home, in our home. And I want to thank each and every one of you that stood with us in prayer because there are some times when we were in the hospital and things were, were tight, we just had to send out, we just had to send out messages and tell people to pray for us. There is sometimes where your effort, your effort and the doctor's efforts Will not, will not be enough, will not be sufficient. And you need always, just by the always, because your efforts and the doctor's efforts are not enough, and we needed the hand of God. And God did not disappoint. He came through. He's done it over and over and over again. And every time he does it, we learn to trust him. We learn to rely on him. We learn that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Faith and provision. Faith and provision is the topic or is the heading for the day. And, uh, and the Lord led me to the book of Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 17. I'll try to read it as fast as I can with the little English that I know. Uh, yes, uh, so that, uh, so that we, can get, we can get deep into the word. Genesis chapter 22 verses 1 to 17. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. For a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of. And Abraham rose up very early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to a place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes 
and he saw the place afar off. Tell your neighbor afar off. Yes, and Abraham said unto him, and Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with, with this donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and, and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife. And they, and, they went, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spoke unto his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to a place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid, and, and, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. As he was about to do it, and the angel of the Lord, and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. And he said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, and seeing that thou hast not withheld your son, your only son. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught up in a thicket by his, by, by his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen. I will just stop there. And that, what did Abraham call the name of the place? Jehovah Jireh. Some people say Jireh. Some people say Jireh. Depending on where you come from or whatever comes from you. But God is good. Yeah. There's a church I went to a long time. We had a Jamaican pastor. And he used to say, God is a good God. And would be like, amen. And I think he wanted to say, God is a good God. You know, whichever way you look at it, yeah, it's, you know, it still qualifies. God is a good God. God is a good God. And that is his nature all the time. What a wonderful God we serve. Yes, uh, so uh, maybe if you want to rephrase, if you want to rephrase your, 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 your topic for the day, you can say, yeah, God, God and provision, O Jehovah Jireh. So today, I'll start by laying this observation that the Lord showed me regarding this portion of scripture. God did test Abraham or Abraham. It's in God's nature to always return to us to test us and see what he has whether and see whether what he has entrusted to us 
has gotten to our minds or our hearts. Where there is a place in our hearts where God is only meant to dwell. Only him can satisfy and fulfill that place. Only he can fulfill, can fill that void. But then unfortunately, in our everyday life, as we go through life, it's very easy. As God blesses us with different things, with children, with family, with money, with whatever little blessing that he gives you. A place can come where this blessing can get to your heart. It can get to your mind and then get to your heart. And when it does, that is a very dangerous thing. So Abraham had waited for this child for, was it 25 years? He waited for this child for 25 years. And this child was supposed to be a blessing. God told him, I am going to bless you through this, this son. So, so Abraham really, really, you know, loved this child with everything within him. Even though there was another child. But because this was a child of the promise. So God had to come and test and see. Has this child, has this gift that I gave to Abraham, has it gotten to his heart? And this is one of the things he had to see. So I want to tell you, every one of you, if we are going to progress to the next level, if we are going to progress, you know, to progress and see and, 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 and we get to places of revival, God is going to have to come and test us. He's going to come and test us and he's going to see. Whatever he has blessed us, has it gotten to our minds and eventually our hearts? And if it ever has to, if, if it ever goes, then he's got to do a sacrifice and come and cut it out of that heart so that only he can dwell there. Make no mistake. If we are going to do exploits for God, God is going to come and test and see. And I hope you pass the test like Abraham did. Every man or woman will be tested in these three areas and they must overcome before the Lord will promote them to another level. Every man, as long as you're interested in, and, you, and you're saying you want, you, you want to work for God, you're living for God, you're going to be tested. And some of us here want to tell us that you're probably you, you're being tested or you have been going through a place of test but you did not know. So it is my duty to open your eyes this morning. And the first one, with power. With power. Everyone will be tested with power. Some type of, some type of power. When I was in primary school, uh, they, they, would, uh, they, would, uh, they would appoint us to be in, in, in Uganda. I don't know how it's done here, but the guys would be called prefects. And they would be head prefects. And when, when I got to high school, we even had the chief justice. We had the chief justice. Uh, he was very powerful. In my high school, they gave him a little office. So if, if, if problems arose, the chief justice would summon you. you would summon you to, you know, to his office with, uh, with, with his people. And, uh, and, and, and they had authority, my friend, yeah? If things got out of hand, if they, if, if they decided not to send you to the higher authority, the man would get a cane and give you like five good ones until you don't do it again. Meanwhile, he's in the same class with you, yeah? <laughs> he's in the same class with you, but he had been entrusted 
with authority. He had a high, you know, he had, he had this high place. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and I remember some of my friends, yeah, we used to be chilling together, yeah, rubbing shoulders. But the day they would get into places of power, they'd walk like this. You're like, what happened? So, you know, yeah, some people are just so nice, so lovely, until they get in a place of authority. Right? And they have to deal with you. And sometimes they overdo it and you're like, what happened? So let me tell you, every one of us, and, and in, 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 our, in our different capacities, like now at home, I, I'm, I'm interested with authority and power, you know, with, over my children. I have to see. And then over my wife, but you know, I'm, she's, I'm, I'm, I'm like really ahead of her, but I'm not, you know, I'm not there to exert my authority, yeah? to exert my authority over her, you know, but with the children, I, I still do that because they are very little. They are very little. So every one of us will be tested. And when you're tested with that place of authority or power, you know, I hope you do what? You pass the test. Every single one. And another place you will be tested in. Number two is the area of finances. The area of finances or blessings. Every single person, as long as you want to serve the Lord, you're going to, be, you're going to have to be tested in the area of finances. And this is very, very important because God wants to see if he can, if he can trust you. I'll start, with, I'll start with something that is very, that, 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 that's very crucial, or people don't want to talk about it. It's, it's in the area of tithes and offerings. You know, we all come here and, and, and we serve the Lord. We say we love the Lord, and we sing, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power, you know, until they say it's time to give. And when it is time to give, yeah, and they say it's time for us to give, and, and, and one of the things that we have to do, we have to return our tithes and offertory. It's actually, some people say, say you're paying tithe and offertory, but no, it is returning. Returning, because it means God has given you, you're only getting from whatever much he has. You get little, you get a 10% from whatever he has given you, and you say, Lord, I am here. You know, this is me to show that I trust you. Just, just so you know, God told me this very clearly. The area of tithes and offerings, which is very, very important. That's one thing that the, the devil will fight. The devil will fight. He will fight, you know, to, the, to, to, to put thoughts, to put things into people's minds. Yeah, there's a, there's a time where we're doing money counting and, 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 some, and someone, someone, took, someone took it upon themselves to write a little note and say, I hope you are not using people's money, you know. Yeah, someone wrote, wrote, wrote something like that. I'm like, hey. So that means when people come here, there are people that come to worship and there are people that come and they are thinking, oh, they are getting money from people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just sad, you know, and it is a test. Meanwhile, it's not their money, but they are worried about other people's what? Other people's money. So by the time someone writes that, it means they are not going to be faithful in their tithes and what? And offertory. And the Bible says, return. 
the whole tithes and offertory. We are supposed to return because it, we, we are just getting and saying, Lord, and by the way, you know, they all say faith, yeah? They all, it's supposed to show that we have faith in God. We have faith in God. God told me when I was writing this sermon, he said, this thing of tithes and offertory has very little to do with your faith because we have a lot of Christians, including myself most of the time. We love God. You get, we love God. There's no doubt about that. We are born again. But when you are tested in that area, your mind starts to work. You're like, but there's, you know, there's this that I have to do. Now, like me, there's people in Africa that I take care of. They, I'm like, no, Lord, I have to first deal with this. I have to first deal with this. I have to first deal with this. So it is tithes and offertory have, have very little to do with your faith in God. But when you return your tithes and offertory, it has everything to do with your trust in God. Trust is something, you know, tr tr trust is, God, God has been teaching me about trust. And I want you to go home and read everything that people, that the Bible says about trust. Because it's as if they are cousins with faith, but trust goes, goes ahead. So when you return your tithes and authorities, you're telling God, God, I trust you. I trust you with my finances for some of us that don't earn so much because when you look, you're like, it surely can't take me throughout the what? Throughout the month. So you have to, so you have to take it off and give. And, and, and one man said, it is better to live with 90% blessed than 100% cursed. Hmm? It is better to live with 90%. 90% blessed will take you a very long way than 100% cast. And every time I have trusted God in the area of finances, every time he's spoken to me and told me, give, sometimes I look, I say, God, are you, are you, are you talking to me or, some, or is there someone behind me? And he'll be like, I'm telling you, give. And I will give. You can never outgive God. And we have been entrusted over time and time, and we are being tested and will continue to be tested. And until we get to that time, we will, you know, until we get to that time, we'll never, they will speak about, they'll speak about scriptures. The pastors both talked about, talked about today where, where Paul says, I pray that my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. For you to be able to, to unlock the dimensions of his riches and glory for God to open, you have got to be in a place where you have shown God, you have proved God, and told him, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. And finances are very, very important because finances are very, they are, they are very spiritual. One of the most spiritual things. We, we go and work and they give us money, but it's like a, from the time they give it to you, it becomes spiritual. It's, not, it's, no, it's, no longer, it's, it's, it's no longer a physical matter, it's a spiritual matter. I'll give you a, a very little story. About two months ago, about two months ago, I, I, I have... 
I have, I have, I have young, young children. They are now teenagers because I worked, I worked with, with an orphanage in Uganda for 10 years, yeah? So they are, they are children that I found they were five years, six years, so now they've grown. They, they've really grown. They are teenagers. They'll, they'll call me daddy. They call me daddy. They always write to me. They, all, they write to me messages. Sometimes you just have to skip some of the messages because, like, they are always writing, hey, daddy, how are you? How is mommy? How is what? Yeah, so I have many children, yeah? <laughs> some of them that I didn't tell that I'm the daddy, but you know, they take it upon themselves to say, yes, you're my daddy. Yeah. Yes, and on Father's Day, I, ha I have a lot of, oh, happy Father's Day, yeah. you know, and uh, so there is, a, there is this young lady, it was her birthday, and I forgot to wish her a happy birthday. And uh, I, I find that most times, you know, when you're on this side, it's like every time they write to you, you're like, I think they need me to send them 10 pounds or 20 pounds. But sometimes they just want to say hello. They are not interested in your money. Sometimes, some, sometimes it's not that always people want to, want to get something from you. Sometimes they just want a relationship for someone to recognize them. And I forgot. I totally, completely forgot that it was her birthday. And she didn't speak to me for two days. She didn't write to me. I have a prayer altar. She didn't come to the prayer altar. And on the third day, I remembered. I was like, oh, you know Jesus rose on the third day. So, <laughs> so I remembered on the third day that I had not fulfilled the pledge of the father for the birthday. So I wrote, I apologized and everything. And while I was, while I was telling her, she was like, I forgive you. She was like, oh, but, uh, but, but what's happening is I just, I, just, I just came from this old lady I was praying. She decided to tell me a story. She had gone to see, she had gone to see a, a widow and this widow's daughter had given birth to two children and had come and dumped the children, you know, to, to the widow and ran off. And now, the, and now the children, they were very young. One was 10 years, one was six years. They couldn't go to school because in Uganda, you pay for school. There is no, you know, they, there, is no, there is no free education. And so, and, so, and so they had chased the children out of school. So she was at home. She was, she was, she was stressed. And she said, they just came to see. I wish I could help. I don't know. And as she was telling me, the Holy Spirit told me, ask how much is it? How much is the tuition? And she said, it's about 30 pounds, 30 pounds. So there is schools where you pay 3,000 3, pounds in my country, and there is schools where you pay 30 pounds. There is even schools where you pay 20 pounds. And the voice of the Lord told me, I need you, to, I need you right now to, to say you're going to pay for this child's school fees. Yes, it was because it was a very little amount. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to fight with it so much. Yeah? So I said, I told her, you know what, God is telling me that I should take on this child. I'll be, I'll, every, every, term, every time it's, the term begins, I'll, I'll, pay, I'll send the 30 pounds for the child's school fees. And the young lady started crying. She said, thank you so much. This is the best birthday present you could have ever given me. And she was so thankful. And she went to the old lady. And when she went to this old widow, and, and, and she said, the old widow wants to thank you. The old widow, instead of telling me thank you, she was just crying. She was just crying. And because I told you money is spiritual, and the Lord told me, tell her not to thank you. Tell her to thank the Lord of born-agains. 
I, I said it is the God of born-again Christians that has told. Because the lady wasn't, wasn't a born-again Christian. She was a Catholic with, with, with her rosary and everything. And I told her, it's the Lord God the, uh, of, of born-again Christians. And she said, I want to know that God. And, she, and, she, and she, she, she gave her life to Jesus. And she has been going to church just because of, you know, just because of that obedience that I gave. So money does not win souls, but the obedience behind the money, every time the Lord speaks, the Lord will always go. The Lord will always, the Lord will always go to, to stand behind and, and, and support what he has told. And that day, I was very, very clear about what he had told me. Money is very important. Whenever the Lord tells you to give, if you're struggling, if I have seen people, I have seen people that have gotten jobs something that I never got to do, and they were struggling, very poor, because I, I know what it means to be poor. I come, from, I come from Uganda, and they got their salary, and because of the way it works, they take, they take the first fruits. They, take, they don't even have what they are going to use or how they are going to go to work. They don't know, but because of obedience, they carry everything, and they go there like, this is my first fruit. I have to give it. There are people that are that faithful. When you get to that level, the Lord will move heavens and earth when you're in need to see that he comes through. To see that he comes through. So, about three weeks ago, uh, the Lord took me in the spirit realm in a dream. And I, met, I, I, I was encountered with two objects. One, I found, I, found, I found a big gallon, a big jug, transparent jug of oil. It had oil, and it was anointing oil, and one was a bag full of money. Full of money. It was looking good, yeah? <laughs> and the Spirit of the Lord told me, choose. Choose one. Ah, I said, Lord, you're good. What do you think I chose? <laughs> I chose the anointing. I chose the anointing by the grace of God because it's easier to choose the anointing when you, when you don't see the money physically. So I, 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 <laughs> I came and told my wife, oh, the Lord showed me something great here. You know, I was presented with a bag of money and anointing and I chose the anointing and we said, praise the Lord. Yeah. And I went to work and as I was working, I had the audible, the, the audible voice of God and told me, I want you to give 500 pounds to someone. I said, Lord, are you talking to me? <laughs> he said, yes. You know, I tried to, you know, I tried to confuse and be like, no, no, maybe it's not. Yeah, I tried, but you know, like over four times God told me. I said, but God, this person, this person is in this country. I said, but you know, in Uganda, I know a lot of people that need money. Hmm? You know how many people I can, I can, I can help with 500 pounds? At least send me there. He said, I know they are there, but I need you to do it here. Whew, I struggled with it overnight. <laughs> but I had to go home, and it had to go through the authority who is my wife. <laughs> yes. And when I went, I told my wife, God has told me to bless, God has told us to bless someone with 500 pounds. And she said, who are you talking about? <laughs> Is it another family, you know? 
<laughs> so, uh, God is good, but then he, you know what, when God says something, he has to go and confirm it. He came and talked to her and he, and he told her it is well. And we saw it painfully. But the Bible says, they that saw in, in tears will reap in joy. <laughs> so God is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> so it was very clear. I wanted to say God, God was just telling me, you know, this is a test you need to pass. And I feel like I have passed the first section of that test. Amen? So God is good. God is going to test you. God has been testing some of you in the area of finances. And you have been refusing. But today he's telling you, show, I need you to see that, I need you to show me that, that you trust me. That's why he told Abraham, you go and give your son. You know, because this, this son was even more than money. Abraham could have given his, his, his life. But he passed the test. He was even willing to, give, to, to sacrifice his only son. And the third area, as long as you are alive and you have blood in you running, you are going to be tested in the area of sexual purity. All of us, we are going to be tested. We have been tested. Some of us have failed terribly and God has given us another chance. But every man, every woman, you're going to be tested when you're alone. The enemy wants to create, so, has caused so much chaos in this, in, the, in, 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 uh, in this area, in this section of life, that we have the singles running around doing things for marriage, and marriage not living like singles. So it's like the enemy would want to cause so much confusion. But we have to be tested. And when you are tested, you need to pass through the test. And, and this test, it's so easy. Because, because if you don't have someone, you'll have to be tested. You know on your computer when you're alone. Yeah? Are you going to give in to pornography? What are you watching? Because that is also one of them. And we need to pass the test. And when you pass those three things... The Bible says in the, book of, in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable, your reasonable act of service. You know, you know uh, it is one of the things you can come to God and be like, reasonable, you know, yeah? It's not the best, yeah, but there is, there is, the Bible says it is reasonable. You can go to God and be like, Lord, I have lived a pure life. I have not defiled myself. You, you can take it to God and go. And, and then the Bible says, and then you will be able to know that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Because our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. So these are three things that you're going to be tested in. And I hope you pass. And there is always a reward at the end, at the end when you pass the test. Hallelujah. So, the things that I have learned, that, that we learn from, from this text, from this text, God told him, take your son, your only son whom you love very much. Isn't it 
amazing and interesting that Abraham had two sons. His other son was Ishmael, right? And this was Isaac. And God is coming and telling him, take your son, your only son whom you love. Why is it? Was the other one not a son? He was a son, but sometimes, I need to tell you, God, you get, God is not going to recognize. Sometimes we want to force things, you want, we want God to force, to, 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 allow, to, to allow things, yeah? But God is not going to, God will never allow things that he did not, that he did not tell us to do. Because Abraham had, had acted in disobedience or in lack of faith, it is sad that he gave birth to a whole child, and this child, God, you know, God, you know, God loved him. God spoke to him. God saved him. But in the eyes of God, because he's God, God was only seeing Isaac as the only son whom Abraham loved very much. So, are there things in your life that you want God to say, "Oh, it's okay," but 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 when you really look inside, you know it's not okay. How better it would have been if he had waited. The other thing that we learn from this, God tells, uh, no, Abraham tells, tells two young men. Abraham tells two young men he had to go with to, to, to stay on the donkey so that he could proceed to the exact location to do his sacrifice. Lesson here is that not everyone can go with you into the deep places. First of all, Abraham, yes, he trusted because Abraham had a, had, 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 had a lot of people, but he decided to choose these two young men and they went all the way to Mount Moriah. And when he reaches and looks at Mount Moriah far off, he tells them, you stay here. Now I've got to go to a deeper place. We can all come here and maybe we have come here, but when it is time to worship, when it is time to go deeper, there are places you can, I cannot take you. You have to go there for yourself. And this time it was Abraham to do what? It was Abraham's turn to go deep. He told the young man, you stay here. And he went to carry out the sacrifice. As Abraham, this is, a, this is another lesson. As Abraham is nearing to the place, he looks at his son intently in the eyes and he says, Dad, where is the lamb that has to be used for the sacrifice? And he answers his son, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. The moral of the story is that when you get, when you get to a place where there is no sufficient answer, you have to completely rely on the Holy Spirit to give you what you're going to reply and say. The Bible says God calls things which are not as though they were. It says you will hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk you in it. Have you ever gone to a place where you asked a question and you just don't have the answers? And if you're not led by the Holy Spirit, you'll give the wrong answer. What was Abraham supposed to say? Was it be like, you shut up, you're the, was he supposed to say, shut up, you're going to be the sacrifice? No, that would have been, an, that would have been the wrongest of answers. Maybe the boy was young, the boy would have run away because even if it's me, I'm not going to allow you to sacrifice me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. He did, not, he did not even tell the two young men because they would be like, 
this old man has run out, you know, he has run mad. They would have gotten him and freed the son and said, run for your dear life. But he did not tell them. What did he say? He said, God will himself provide the sacrifice. How did he know that? He was walking in faith. He knew, but he didn't know. Somehow he gives. And when I looked at it, I was like, this answer is, it's a two-way answer. He says, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Then he gives the lamb. God will provide himself. It's as if Abraham was telling Isaac, God is going to provide himself to be the what? To be the sacrifice. The other side of the page is that God himself is going, is going to do whatever is necessary to give us a sacrifice for today. There's two ways to look at it. I feel one is deeper. And I'll tell you why. And I'm ending. We speak about Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Jireh. Abraham knew God to a place when it came to provision. He knew, he knew God to a place where he completely trusted him. And pastor was telling us about, you know, about money that went through what? Through, uh, money through, 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 yeah, through the post. I knew a pastor who at home, they were very poor. I liked it. I always wanted to be like that pastor, not to be poor like him, yeah? But I mean, <laughs> this guy loved God so much, yeah? Like every time he used to speak, but he said there was a time at home they were so poor. But every time he would wake up, the Lord would tell him, you go and check in, 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 your, in your pocket. He had the coat and he would find there some little money and he would go and buy food for about three months. At the end of three months, he didn't find any more money. I don't know why that happened. But this is Jehovah Jireh. When God starts to provide, yeah? When God starts to provide, he's not looking at anything He's not reliant on anyone. He's not, he's not relying on your salary. He's not, God can do anything. He, you know, yeah. let me ask you a question. Where do you think that lamb came from? Did he go, did he go and get it from, the, from maybe the, 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 pharaoh's, the pharaoh's farm? No. There is a place. He says, I pray that my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Hmm? So when it was time for God to, pro to provide salvation, he had to provide a lamb out of himself. I think, I know, this is the lamb that they were talking about. Jesus is the lamb because the Bible says all these things were done for our examples. It was supposed to show this lamb, this is more about salvation, about Jesus than it is getting our daily bread, you know, eating and having some little money in the account. This is more about salvation. God will himself provide the lamb. And what, happens when, and, what, and what happened on the day when Jesus Christ was, was, God gave his, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. 
And Jesus Christ is the lamb seated on the right hand of the father. He's the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. And he was the only one sufficient, able to fit in a place to buy us salvation because nothing else could do. So the story of Abraham, the Lord told me as I was preparing this, it's more to do with, to, point, to, point to, to point to Jesus. And isn't it, isn't it, isn't, if you go and read here, yeah, the, the, this, this sacrifice happens on Mount Moriah. They say Mount Moriah and, and Mount Golgotha, they are not far from each other. While you're at Mount Moriah, you're able to look at what? You're able to look, to look at, 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 at Golgotha. So God had planned it all. He had it all in plan. So, when God starts to move, to provide, when God decides to start to, you know, to, 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 to release, yeah, to, 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 to release revival, he's not, going to, he's not going to be so much reliant on what we can give. He's going to be reliant on our trust. Are you trustworthy? He's saying all creation is waiting like a woman, you know, groans and is waiting like a woman who, 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 who is ready to give birth, who is groaning. I saw my wife three weeks ago, three weeks, two weeks ago, yeah? I, 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 know, I now understand like all creation, all creation is like that. She was screaming. It was a matter of life and death. And creation is waiting for the manifestation of the true sons of God. People that will get to a place like, 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 like Daniel and his friends, and they say, I know my God can save me. Even though he does not save me today, I still know. When you get to that place, that's a place of trust. That is a place beyond faith. Because faith without works is what? Is dead faith. So Abraham, that's why, you know, by Abraham doing this, he opened up, he opened up, a whole other realm. And God said, now I know that you love the Lord. And then, and then the, the, because now the Lord can trust him, he goes ahead to say, in blessing, I'll bless you. And those that, those that bless you will be blessed. Those that curse you will be cursed. The man was on a higher level now. You know, want us to, we want to get promoted, yeah? This guy, yeah, he, he, he even has a place of himself, yeah? He opened up a realm. God trusted him. God trusted him so much. Eh? And, and now we call him the father of all faith. To the extent that Jesus says a story about him. About him, I think it's the story of, of, of the poor man called Lazarus. Lazarus. And, and the rich man is crying. And the rich man is crying. And he sees Lazarus in, in, in Abraham's bosom. What is Abraham's bosom? I, bosom or bosom, whatever it is. It's, I think it's a whole other. It's a place... It's a place where there are good things, where, you, you, where, where, where there is pleasure, where you get the goodness of God. And it is, it, it is a, it's as if there is a division between it and Hades and hell. And people in hell suffer. And they look at all the people and they look at, at, at the people enjoying in the other place. And they can't. They, they know. The guy said, can, can, can you just tell this guy to get a drop of water and put it in my mouth? You know, he could see what was happening, but he couldn't. 
But the name of the place is called Abraham's bosom. Yeah? The 24 elders, they say, these were mere men, normal men like you and me. The Bible says Elijah was a man subject to like passions. But the guy, the guy got to know God so much. The guy got, got, got to know so, so, so much and to, to the extent that he said, let it not rain for three and a half years. And it didn't rain. And he said, now let it rain. Hmm? There are places waiting for us to, there are places waiting for us to do what? To take. There are, God, is, God is waiting for people to rise up and be entrusted. I listened to a very, I listened to a very, to a, to a, to a very, to a very short, I, I, I listened to a, to a very short video and, and, and I'm finishing, and I'm finishing right now. And this guy says, we need to learn to go deep into intercession. Because when someone, when, when, some, when, when, when you get into a place of intercession, a place will come where you have to get, where you have to get promoted. And, and, uh, and after that, you'll be called, DJ, help me. After, after you become an intercessor, what, what, what level did they say you go to? Okay, sorry, I, I forgive you because even me, I, 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 I have forgotten it. But they say you get to a place where, where, where like God will give you a territory. Now the Bible says Samuel, yeah? Samuel was, Samuel was risen to a place that, that as long as he was present, they, 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 who, who are the enemies of the Israelites? The, the Philistines, yeah, as long as he was present, the Philistines, the Philistines would, never, would, would never overcome the Israelites. Because you go and you get to a place of a judge, and when you get to a place of a judge, the hierarchy of a judge, God can give you the whole territory and he says, these are your people. No more people. No more people. He says, these are your people. And, and, and they, are, they, are, they are men that will say what and words have to happen because they have gone deeper. God can entrust them. Moses, Mo, 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 Moses, and I'm finishing here. Moses was a prophet. And there were other prophets he was chilling with, Miriam and Aaron. And then he goes and, and, and marries. And, and when he marries, then they go ahead and, and, and start talking, talking about him. Who does he think he is? Even as we are prophets, even God speaks to us and God calls them and he says, come, come, let's talk about this. He says, oh, why are you not afraid to speak about Moses? He says, why are you not afraid to speak about Moses? He says, when I need to speak to prophets, I will come to you. I will speak to you in a dream. But when I want to speak to Moses, I speak to him as a man speaks to a friend. Hmm? How did Moses get to that place? Yet he was also a normal man. And he was also a prophet. And now God says, God departs. God departs, and when he departs, they are, they are hit with leprosy. And they realized that the man they were dealing with was not a normal man. And if you read that story, they cried. They are like, my Lord, my Lord, have mercy. Aaron is crying for his sister. Moses was a whole different level. And God had left everything in the hands of Moses because he knew he could now trust Moses. And Moses now prays for Miriam. And she, and she becomes well. Amen? I had no idea this was going to end like this. But I have to come to an end. But I want to tell you that everything that was done is supposed to point to Jesus. Jesus Christ is that lamb that was slain. 
and he was slain so that you and I would not perish but have eternal life. Is there anyone here? Yeah? Amen. Glory to God. If there is anyone here and you have never given your life to Jesus, and you, and you want, and uh, you know, I, uh, you've never given your life to Jesus, and you want to say, Lord, I put my faith in you, I put my trust in you today. I think most of us are born again, which we, which we praise the Lord for. But now, all eyes closed. I want to pray for a special group of people. We've been talking about faith, which we all have. The Bible says even demons have, have faith, and they tremble at the name of Jesus. But now we want to take it higher, and you want to say, Lord, I need to be trustworthy. If you're here like me, and you, you, you're like, you know, you have not, you have, you've, you've, not been, you've not been very trustworthy, and you want to start a journey where the Lord can trust you. You trust him, and you want to say, Lord, I need to take this to another level. You want to dedicate your life? Just raise your hand and we shall pray with you. Take it, taking it to another level. Beyond faith. Thank you. Jesus sees those hands. Thank you. Jesus sees those hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as your people today. Lord, even as you have been speaking to us, we want to say we are sorry for every time we have not, we have not put, put our actions to our words. We have said with our words that we have faith in you, we trust in you, but our actions have not been fully in line with what we have been saying. But we are here today one more time. And we say, Lord, we are available. We are available today. Use us. Use us, Lord. Entrust us. Your word says, your word says that you have given us all things that we need to live a good and godly life. And you have also told us that it is you that worketh in us both to do and to, to do and to will of your pleasure. So, Lord, I pray that for every hand reason, for everyone that is here, we will, get to another, we will get to another degree of knowing you. We want to be trusted, like the way you trusted Moses, like the way you trusted Abraham. Holy Spirit, forgive us where we have relied on our own strength. And today, use us for your glory. We thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory because you're a loving God. In Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.